Welcome, everybody, to the Movie Overload podcast. Uh, this is our little movie club podcast where we go through uh, the history of cinema. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From a trip to the moon to Parasite and everything in between, except for Woody Allen. Fuck Woody Allen. My name is uh, um, Rigatoni, and with me, as always, are, are, are my hosts, Aiden and Hunter. Hi. This I'm... is new. I was not expecting... Hunter <laughs> to be uh, forcibly outed as an Aiden. <gasps> uh, it happens, Wait, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I, um, you what? saying that reminded me of the previous times when you went by Chicken Brent, and yeah. um, they had on Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs yesterday. My hand and my mom finishing it, and I caught the ending of that movie. <laughs> how did how did that movie exist? Like, uh, it's so weird. Cloudy one or cloudy two? The first one. Oh, the first one. Uh, it's good. Like I like it, but holy cow! Well, someone so read weird. a kid's book and um, <laughs> decided to make another movie. That is, yeah. isn't it like, done by the the um the boys? It's Lord and Miller. It yeah. Is Lord yeah. Miller. But like, it's like, a lot. It, like I like it. What I was seeing was like still funny, and I forgot a lot of the jokes in that movie. But like specifically the chicken Brent part, where he gets eaten by a chicken, so wild. Like they're getting attacked by these like just rotisserie chickens, and he he gets swallowed by one, and then it starts like flailing around on the ground. Yeah, and he like emerges from the the head hole like yeah just his head. i completely forgot he that part kills the chicken yeah. from the inside and, and then just wears, wears it like a new body skin bag thing and except seems like no desire to get out no like he's no. totally good and like but like there's clearly no physical room for his legs <laughs> because they turn into like chicken <laughs> right. bone legs yeah. like <laughs> I don't know how that works. It's like this curl. No, well, so <laughs> he's he's just curled up in there like yeah. a child in the womb, pulling so. on the tendons and ligaments uh, inside the chicken. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> like I just don't want to think about or how this is happening. He but it's went in there and convinced the chicken to become one with him. <laughs> And, and then, uh, and the chicken is doing all of the movements, and he's just curled up in the little ball, and his head's <laughs> And he floated off and became a massive space baby above the earth. That's See, right. Bitch, welcome that to this we, week's podcast. Is, we're talking yeah. about 2001. <laughs> yeah. From a, a, a movie from 1968 that has so much, so much in common with Cloudy with a Chance of totally. Meatballs. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we'll get into all of the comparisons here tonight. This is uh, episode 41. We've made it. Yeah, to yeah 41 almost episodes. There. I, you know, it's a, On it's Letterboxd, a big milestone. you have to click load more now to get to the uh, point in the list nice. where we're at. Nice. That's how far we've made Chill. it. Chill. Mm-hmm. That's, that's appreciated. And I it's guess. our last film of the 60s, isn't it? I think so. Uh, yeah. We've made it. We're going into Harold and Maude next week. We are. Yep. With, uh, uh, Should be a good time. We'll see, we'll see if we wind up how that winds up going. Yeah, Next we'll see if we end up recording. Oh, shoot, yeah. It'll be a Are we going to have to record that episode like this weekend before Anna gets in? Potentially. We'll yeah. see how it goes. I don't know. Uh, it's it's a really chill movie. Uh, I love that movie uh, so much. I, I don't think it'll be as much of a chore as these long, ponderous, like... Uh. 
slow moving epics that we've been going through. There's been a lot of them. And The Graduate and Bonnie and Clyde. You know, <laughs> right. the long ponderous yeah. slow moving epics. <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde, I love. I I, I love, I love. Yeah. I I think um I think most of these movies were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I they weren't all like super watchable. They weren't all like Yeah. You know, super pleasurable all the time, but they they were all pretty good. There are a few of them that I'm not gonna watch again from the sixties. Yeah. yeah. Definitely definitely a more contentious year, uh decade for me personally. Uh-huh. But this film is surprisingly not amongst those contentious ones. Yeah. When I watched it the first time I was I it wasn't what I expected it to be, obviously. We mm-hmm. watched it in IMAX yeah. and I was like, Okay, that oh, yeah. well that hurt my ears. I was gonna say, I remember <laughs> yeah, I got to the bit where there's like that loud tone plays and I remember the just like and you're just like, I'm gonna die. Yeah. I was well there was that, but I was thinking on the moon. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then they're gonna right. go take the picture by the yeah, thing and yeah. and then there's just like this loud just like that was all tone really that bad. just drones and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that in the theater was about as fun as these guys are having with it clearly basically (laughs) yeah and you know obviously thinking that it was going to be more of a you know comprehensive understandable linear narrative film it's a it's a little bit um from that perspective it's obtuse and not fun but when you're expecting what it is that this movie actually is it's it's a pretty fun time. Yeah, yeah I, I think it played a lot better for me on a rewatch than it did uh, like the first time. Not because I didn't enjoy it at all, but because it is so much different than its reputation would suggest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it is, like we were talking before, like essentially like the body of the film, the main section, is like a confined thriller akin to like alien or something like that on a spaceship with uh ai and then uh suddenly transitions for the last 30 minutes into an experimental art film and then there's a whole hour before all of that that is like a comprehensive not not it's like a thematic history of human evolution yeah something like that yeah it like (laughs) starts with the monkey the monkey makes the tool because of the monolith then we go forward and we're like ah they're still tool and they're still being used to cause death and pain to people uh and it's coming at another evolution and that is artificial intelligence which will soon overcome us all and cause us to die and possibly evolve into floating extraterrestrial space babies. The evil yeah. IBM. You know. <laughs> evil IBM. Yes. Yeah. Like there is definitely, like it all does feel fairly cohesive with having just something about themes of evolving and humanity changing and growing with this until there are obelisk giant thing hanging out. <laughs> I guess turning into a space baby is something new i don't know and then uh, kind of an old guy you get really old, old first a baby well you no so s- it's, you it's... watch yourself get older yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know what i saw a sort is. of like a, a reincarnation sort of deal yeah. where you like die and move forward into another state of consciousness and that is represented yeah. 
uh, I guess, very obtusely by a giant baby floating in space. Because it's very obviously still him. Like, yes. The space baby is very obviously like modeled after his face. Mm-hmm. It's also weird how like kind of convincing that effect is yeah. too. Like we were talking about, and you'll probably see it. I don't know when you'll see it. Maybe it's packaged at the end of the episode. Maybe it's maybe (laughs) you heard it. Maybe you didn't. But we had some discussion about the way that some of the effects in this film just feel better and are more believable than most things. I'll even amend and and say, like, honestly, looks better and is more believable than like even stuff that we see later in Star Wars. Like, it's yeah, it's fifty years. It's over fifty years old. It's already aged incredibly, and I think that this movie will never look bad. I don't think <laughs> no. so. It is bonkers how... What? I mean, you wouldn't think that any movie could... I mean, it's I was watching like it, and there were bits so that I'm sharp like... Looking. I was like, Christopher Nolan watched this movie, and he just desperately tried to be able to, be able to recreate <laughs> one shot from this movie, and he just couldn't do it his whole career. <laughs> well, it it keeps... It, it always reminds you through the whole thing that, oh, yeah, this was from the 1960s. Like, every time you cut yeah. back to, like, a TV screen from on Earth, mm-hmm. and they're dressed like they're in the 60s, yeah. and the TV screens all look like CRT sort of screens. And they also talk like they're... Yeah, yeah from, it like you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, so this is definitely an old movie, but somehow, like, it still sells the technology so well, and I think that's just due to the lighting. Like, there, yeah. there's a lot of great mm-hmm. design work and everything, mm-hmm. but the way that it's lit is just so, so striking, and it uses so much that ambient gradient light. Like, it doesn't, it, it, it isn't afraid to, like, have everything just sit, like, slightly in, like, this mid-tone lighting mm-hmm. with, like, just accent pieces from glowing bl- buttons just illuminating spots on their faces yeah, yeah, yeah. the helmet like reflections oh my all the goodness carpets. and that yeah like final that like server room mm-hmm. where it just all right re- and it yeah. ah, ah. i that reminded me that i don't remember noticing this before and maybe it's more in <laughs> just the the world technology design more than just being visually striking but the uh the zero gravity toilet <laughs> is that what it is yeah on the ship that he's in the first uh-huh. section and he's like and it just has this like paragraphs upon paragraphs of like instructions <laughs> how on how to yeah. use the anti or the, the zero gravity toilet in the spaceship <laughs> and i thought that was so funny i was like wow <laughs> i've never like realized that that's hilarious yeah. before or the, or the idea of, of those trays of like a billion straws of different yeah. foods. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, and, okay. You hear people saying, oh, some people thought that, you know, Stanley Kubrick faced, uh, faked the moon landing. Because around the same time he was making this and they kept talking to people about how everything <laughs> would actually look in space. And like, maybe he did it. And you're like, why would anyone believe that? And then you watch the movie and you're like... Did he? Did, yeah. did he actually go to space, though? <laughs> right. Like, this movie sells zero G, like, super well. I it think. would have looked a lot better if Kubrick had directed the moon landing. I know. Like, I, think I don't think he would have made something that looked that bad. <laughs> 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 that janky? Like, no. Yeah, it would, it would have been more believable, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Than the actual moon landing yeah, if he faked man. it. Yeah, but I mean, man, if, how do you think if, they did those sets? Of if like, he had done it, we wouldn't be questioning whether or not he had done, done it. it. Exactly. No. <laughs> we wouldn't ever even think of it. We're like, that's too good. 
it's so real. It's just bonkers because like this is the only sci-fi movie he made, right? Like, yeah, true sci-fi. Uh, even sci-fi adjacent. Yeah. He just did this and basically invented space, and then did other <sighs> stuff. Space. That was it. He was done. Yeah. Yeah. This was a. I don't know. I feel like I. I feel like I've heard things about the production of this movie. But it's been too long and I can't remember them now. I think the only thing that is really standing out in my head is about the music because that's a funny thing yeah. about like, because it was, we covered this movie in my music and space class, uh. which was about <laughs> the way people tie in music and space. Your education. Whoa. So <laughs> weird. It was kind of interesting yeah. class. I don't know. It was fun. We got to talk about a lot of like sci-fi movies and the way music is used in them. So we watched. Did you go through some some type movies? Uh, I think we talked about Interstellar a little bit, but we also talked about like Forbidden Planet, nice. which really makes me want to watch Forbidden Planet, and I still haven't done it, but it looks oh, cool. I see it. Too. And I know you guys need to watch that for the Shakespeare thing. Yeah. Um, but a uh, very loose remake of the Tempest. Right. Like yeah, incredibly yeah. loose. Right. It just uh, seems fun on its own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the point of that being, they talked about how like there was a score for this movie Mm. (laughs) and they had all these, you know, just regular classical music tracks in as just temp tracks. And he liked it so much that he's just like, just leave it in. And the guy who wrote the score was like, Oh, just screw me over. I see how it is, (laughs) (laughs) which didn't go well. Like there was some, there was some arguments there, but yeah, I guess he was just like, yep. This all captures exactly what I want, actually. So just leave it in. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine this movie yeah. with a score. Yeah. Well, and Kubrick is one of the famous, famous perfectionists. Yeah. And one of the big things that people bring up is this. I think is the movie where he did the famous, like, what was it, like a hundred or two hundred something takes of a single Jeez. shot. Uh, like he's very famous for his perfectionism, which is a trait. Uh, that is known by most of the rest of the world as being a specific asshole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, it's, that's just sort of the vibe. Like back in this time in Hollywood, these sorts of people were really rewarded and valued because, you know, they they would wind up producing films like this and they're good films and they're like, yeah, that's just kind of how artists act. That's how like... That's like the auteur look. That that's just like what it means to be like a good artist. Only if you're a man, though. If you're a woman, you're a problem, and you need to be uh, run out of Hollywood man. at any cost. Yeah. <laughs> because you're you're too high maintenance. Not like Stanley Kubrick. He's totally fun to work for. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. At least we can, you know, have. At least now we're far enough removed from having to actually experience being on set with Kubrick that we can, and just, just enjoy the spoils. (laughs) Yeah. Because I mean, that's something that is really noticeable is a lot of movies that we've covered have bits, you know, where the camera's Mm -hmm. a little shaky here or there or whatever. (laughs) And it's just not that it's not seen as that big a deal. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. And there's just none of that. Like Kubrick is doing, bonkers things that clearly must involve like sets rotating yeah you know that's like the only way you can do a lot of these effects and and the camera is just perfectly stable 
like yeah there's just so much effort put into just yeah i don't i don't know and i think that's why it, it feels so believable and as well and and why you don't think about the fact that it's made in you know 1967 the year of infamy the last yeah. time the toronto maple leaves won the stanley cup <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well, it is really a testament to special effects work in the movie. I was watching it the whole time, and I wasn't even thinking about, like, oh, how did they do that? I, I wasn't even thinking that. I was just watching it, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, that's good. That's some good lighting. Yeah. And I, I, it didn't even, like, occur to me that they did that some way. It's been ages since I've had that feeling where I'm like, like, oh, how did they do that? It's not that. It's like... Oh yeah, so they I get I guess they just went up into space. They saw the spaceship. They just walked around for a bit. Uh they got some like really good like tracking shots and stuff. Yeah, no. Oh, that's good. Oh wait, yeah, all of this is fake. All of yeah, this was constructed yeah. specifically for the movie. <laughs> yeah, you think of the the POV shots yeah. of him like in the ship trying to mm. save the dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know how you do the model work. Like, I don't even, I don't even know where to begin with how any of that was achieved. Yeah, yeah. this no ju- it just kind of at a loss for it. And I kind of don't want to know. Ultimately, like, I'm just like, no, this, yeah. is, it's so, it's so believable. I don't want to even break that, <sighs> that kind of immersion what? by knowing how they did it because it would drive me insane. <laughs> it it gets you because it's it's so slow paced it just mm-hmm. sits with everything about, yeah. it doesn't like show off to you anything about the spaces because you're just kind of in the spaces it's just paced and slow and it feels natural and organic and so nothing strikes you as just out of place or like mm-hmm. sticking out as being oh that's that's weird yeah, like I was thinking about what it would look like to watch this movie in like double speed or something like that. And with the ships moving, like if they're moving at double speed, it would be like, oh yeah, like a normal movie. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah. But it, it's it's kind of that slowness. Yeah, I definitely remember a point being brought up about this movie is that it just spends a lot of time on basically just transit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of just like it's parts that, yeah, probably a normal movie would cut out. But like every time it seems like well, a lot of the times where someone's traveling by ship, especially in that first hour, you know, segment, probably the 30 to 60 minute ish mark, mm-hmm. like the guy goes on a couple of space trips and you just kind of enjoy the ride on both of them. Mm-hmm. Just like getting on and sitting down, and hanging out and using the toilet and all this stuff. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't. Well, we could have seen a little bit more using the toilet. Well, I guess so, yeah. (laughs) But, like, yeah, there's just a lot of, yeah, just kind of slow, just, like, hanging out, moving. Or, yeah, in the the thrillery bit, yeah, like, when when they use the pod, you see, like, the whole sequence Mm -hmm. (laughs) of using the pod, for the most part. I really like that smooth transition into the intermission. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I forgot that there was an intermission. Yeah. And then I got there and I was like, oh, what? Good stuff. I, I want more it. intermissions in movies. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, this is only like a two and a half hour movie. Mm-hmm. And now we just sit through two and a half hour movies. Yeah. Let me do. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
they just came out came out of vogue here uh mm-hmm. despite the fact that they're chill we sit through four and a half hour movies like return of the king don't mm-hmm. have no intermission well it Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're watching out on the on the discs, <laughs> I, it is split across two discs. That's true. Uh, that's when we always took our intermissions. They when probably I just assume that if you're watching it at home, you can just pause it and make your own intermission. <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> you wouldn't necessarily. I would never do like, that. So yeah, uh, now we're back from intermission. Yeah. Let's talk about artificial intelligence and uh, whether or not you know computers can ever fully realize consciousness. Have fun with that conversation, <laughs> boys. I'm going. Oh boy, a fun concept explored in many different ways by many different people. Media Here, items. it's explored by what looks like a mini telephone box with a red laser eye on it. Yeah. Which He's when, just a little guy. So, is it just me, or is every time Hal appears on the screen with like that light around him, he looks like matte painted in? It just it looks really weird Could whenever be. they're like looking at him on the screen, and it's like a whole screen interface. But he's just there, and his design is just there, and it's. It'd be like if you had your iPhone and you turned it on and you went into the phone section and it pulled up a rotary phone <laughs> and it was just a picture of a rotary phone on your smartphone. Yeah. That that's the only thing yeah. that really kind of kind of bugged me. Could be. I didn't really notice. I didn't notice it either. Could be. It just has a whole bunch of displays around it. Yeah. And it's just hell there. And I'm like, ah I think it's <laughs> just, you know, the fact that technology progressed differently than they thought it would <laughs> like well yeah just pulling out individual like chunks of server to disconnect him and now that wouldn't be possible like yeah. if ai went that way they he would just be screwed like they're, oh they're, yeah no no <laughs> we do not have physical hardware contingencies anymore uh they wouldn't even have like fuses. They'd just like, oh no, you have to call Apple and reinstall the whole HAL nine thousand package. <laughs> yeah. And if it doesn't want you to do it, then you just can't. It's just do not it. gonna happen. Yeah, which is why uh, space travel in our actual historical timeline is going to be completely fucked because we will have so many people who are just dealing with these interfaces that are going to malfunction regularly, and they are of course not actually going to have decent contingencies in place especially if, if elon musk's spacex actually winds up becoming like the face of space we hope not we're gonna uh, be fucked i mean we're gonna be like, fucked anyway if that happens elon like, musk does the planet will die think of contingencies well he doesn't think of anything but you know the people who work for him and actually make things don't <laughs> come up with the wait, contingencies did, did you wait did you watch stupid uh, tunnel thing? uh drew gooden's last video yes no. from yesterday about snl stuff oh man he just i think it was like oh, i watched one episode from every season of snl did or he watch the uh-huh. elon he musk talks one. about the elon musk episode and he's describing elon musk he's like yeah the guy with the companies that make self-driving cars and self-exploding spaceships that's pretty good so true yeah. but also like he does that did you see any did you read 
or hear or watch or experience or um, invest yourself in or or um, think about. Um, <laughs> no, I'm very confused. His his like Las Vegas. Um, oh, the w- he, transportation. Yeah, system. what oh, was it? He yeah. got com- commissioned oh. to do something, and he's like, "What if we did a subway, but with Tesla cars?" And it was because he wanted to like. You know, basically just practice with the boring company, you know, like some techniques that to be used for other things. And so they make this tunnel that is completely useless. And then you have to like call up a Tesla and then it takes you all the way through. And it's the most inefficient system you could possibly imagine. Did they actually build it? It, Yes. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's a waste of money for the city. It's not like it it just absolutely doesn't achieve anything. Oh, my goodness. And it sucks. In every possible metric, it sucks. Because Elon Musk is an idiot. And it's because he didn't. Well, it's because it wasn't really the point. It's because he wanted to practice those techniques for other projects that he had that he had personally going it's that's how that's how he works is he he tweets out dogecoin so everybody likes him and then he just uses everybody <laughs> so he can go to space because you know the the planet's dying and, and he wants to no i won't this. use my r- immense resources and sway in the industry to s- stop or slow climate change, or try to make I'll the world better. I'll accelerate it while trying to get to Mars. Yeah. Make I'll it better. Because the planet's fucked. Anyway, you should watch anybody who's interested in hearing things about Elon Musk being kind of shitty in, in that way would have a good time with the Some More News episode about Elon Musk. Oh. Very well done. Nice. Oh, that's fun. And also, he's a funny boy. Funny boy. It's actually, f- the weird intersection of things is weird because... On his videos, usually the top comment is from Tolarian Community College, <laughs> which makes me laugh every time. Weird, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that can be cut out. It does. Yeah, no. Anyway. Yeah, no. We 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 cut out things from the podcast definitely all the time. It happens. I don't listen to it, so I don't know if anything I want to be no. cut out ever is really cut out. I listen to, <laughs> to it, be fair. Uh, and sometimes it is, and sometimes I severely wish Hunter would cut it out, especially since he's really good. Like, it's really seamless whenever Try. you cut things out. I It just flows so well, nice. and uh, you need to cut me off in the middle of this sentence so it doesn't flow well this time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I... And no, I, I never I, I wouldn't realize that you cut stuff out of the podcast, except for the fact that I had the conversation on the podcast. Right. And I'm like, we didn't talk about that. We didn't have that part where we yeah. said some stuff. It just wasn't there, yeah. I guess. Yep. Well, that's the it vanished. And but ultimately. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you brains malfunctioning i have to Uh, i can feel my mind going you're making it sound like you're trying to make it look like my editing's bad and it's not gonna work because i'm gonna edit out all the (laughs) silence (laughs) dave dave what are you doing Uh, to me but yeah i'm losing the sequence of events in this bit i remember i remember my my teacher sing this song to me (sighs) so what just sing it, Hal. Sing it. 
Daisy. <sighs> like, even after it all, it's still painful, I feel like. Yeah. That scene, just being like. It's just real sad. Because which I guess is poor means, buddy killed means they did it very well. Mm-hmm. I guess between the writing, and yeah, the things. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it yeah. did it work. Kubrick well, did not like, direct the moon landing. It's it's a real good movie. Uh, <laughs> it, it's what kind of man heavy. Is it? small monkey though? Small, in this movie, sh- lots of small monkey. He's small monkey. Yeah, but uh, this movie is yes. very. Th- there aren't v- very many women. Yeah, I mean, all of the monkeys at attendance. the beginning. There's that guy's daughter and fam. his mom. Daughter. I don't know. Yeah. The one's mom, maybe? Can't remember. You know, a child and and a, a, a wife or a mom or yeah. something that appear on like TV screens. Oh, and then there's the then there's the like waitress lady. The, there's yeah, students. Like, you know, all of those wonderful roles that female actresses the, can just sink those their are teeth the, into. Those are the only three roles. <laughs> you're either a mother, you're a daughter, or you are um a a service worker. Yay. Yeah. Who uh takes out the floating pen and puts it back in his pocket yeah. and turns off the TV and just pats him on the head as he's sleeping. Yeah. Mhm. A nurturing yeah. presence. Also, so there isn't gravity in that, like, Pan Am. Also, they thought that Pan Am would still be a thing in 2001. <laughs> yeah. uh, on the... Uh, they were close. They are only off by, like, 40 years or something, right? Yeah, the Pan Am didn't mm-hmm. last. Uh, but they... So the, this pen is floating in, in the little... Tra- the Pan Am spaceship. Uh, but the, like hostess whatever the the cabin person comes in and she's walking she's walking a little weird and it takes a shot that focuses on her feet i was wondering if it was implying that she's wearing velcro shoes yes is that it yeah no there's velcro that's why that's why she walks weird is because she has to latch herself onto the floor Mm. with every footstep okay yeah okay yeah Velcro shoes. It just didn't have that like Velcro sound of like. It didn't. <laughs> no, maybe it's, Kubrick it's didn't futuristic like that sound. space space Velcro. Yeah. Well, also Velcro was invented for astronauts. What? Oh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know why I know that, but they, that's like it was something that they invented sure. for things yeah, like sense. the like moon it's, landing and situations. Grabby, like but mm. relatively easy to release. So. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I think NASA is, is where that came from to be yeah. honest. So I don't think it was like in wide use at that point, mm-hmm. anyways, technology. So yeah. well it's interesting. Cool. Like uh early spacesuits were made by bra companies. That makes sense. Because, you know, they had so many thin layers of fabric. Mm-hmm. The they were the only ones who had the expertise to actually craft that. Have and I think s- the owner of a bra company actually like designed the winning design for like early spacesuits. Build a bra? Oh. I'm gonna go to build a bra. That's my that's my favorite running gag in iCarly. <laughs> oh, it's when they go to build a bra. I don't remember <laughs> that I don't remember. show very well at all. I remember they tried to do a weird love triangle at one point, sort of thing with the main cast. Uh, no, sense. 
Not really. Sort of. Well, they... Okay, they tried to have... What Both was it like? Both girls did kiss Freddy at one point. I do yeah. remember that. Yeah, I remember that weird nebulous thing, and I was just... Confusing, but that's now. because Sam had never kissed anybody, yeah. and it's also because Carly got saved by Freddy, pushed out of the way of like a bus or something. <sighs> so it's just iCarly. Uh, iCarly is good. Yes. I welcome I, to the iCarly fan cast. We're covering episode <laughs> fifty-two, the one where everyone dies. Whoa. That's the yeah. one where Spencer goes. Whoa! <laughs> and and blows up. Did I Carly ever do a 2001 homage? <laughs> uh, I don't know. They might have. I don't know. It wouldn't have struck me. I knew no like community at the beginning of like season three or something did a whole homage where like the main one of the main guys just gets poisoned and he goes into a hallucinatory state that's based off of the uh, weird space room in Jupiter that that's mm. at the end of this movie. Mm. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. Talking about some of that earlier made me think of how funny it is when like old stuff is like, ah, oh, yes, the future. The future. 2001. <laughs> yeah. Like that also just like reminded me that I, not to bring up Transformers again, but I watched the very beginning part of the original Transformers movie Oh, the animated ago. one from yeah. the 80s? And I haven't nice. ever finished watching it, but I just remember seeing the, the bit. The Daddy it, one? Yeah, and like the very first thing in that movie is like narration, and it's like, the year is 2005. <laughs> <laughs> and they have like also space flight and all these fancy, crazy nice. things, and they're like, hmm. Well, everyone kind of hmm. assumed that we would have had it figured out by now. And that was in 84. Everyone's like, no, so their first priority in the future is going to be going to space, right? Like... No, no, no. They aren't going to like like this try and fix program hasn't been around for a long ass time. Yeah, now, like know? I like, think I feel like we kept like advancing technologically just not in that field. We just didn't yeah. like There's we no still need. have it, but like I feel like it's well, not advanced at the same and it's not rate, as important it's because it's not as important right yeah, yeah there's because, no like cultural it's cool purpose, but like climate change we aren't so that yes. it isn't really the best uh use of most efficient use of resources and also the population has increased like what two times to 2.5 250 or something like that but since like then. we've put more time and energy into changing how like telecom works than we have into changing how space transportation works we we spend a lot of time uh working on internet sites. we do have yeah. facetime though like instead they of in space yeah, yeah like r- <laughs> yeah i was gonna say <laughs> i was like talking to keely about it last night i was like yeah the guy like skype calls his daughter <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like in the see it's just yeah like in these things the communication methods are sort of not that different yeah. or sort of expected like with a video call thing. yeah yeah and, and even like, with yeah, one that like where the camera though. kind of moves to follow the the girl as she's like kind of moving around, like there's just yeah. this little bit moving like we have that now yeah mm-hmm. you know there's that True. what is that weird Facebook thing that they were trying to get the portal they're trying to what? get popular that does that I think remember when Facebook was like we want to be able to see into your house at all times uh, yeah I don't know about that I did that. I haven't heard about that. I think uh, it's, it's glad that didn't happen. Well, it does exist, oh. but it's not as obviously it's not very popular. But like, yeah. yeah, it's the Facebook portal. Like, 
it's like a camera, it's a screen, whatever you call something. You're like, I call my dad, and it like uh, follows him around. He's walking um, around. No, so can I yeah. uh, give a pet peeve? Yeah. Of life, I guess. No. I just I've been having this problem ever since the ring doorbell came out. That every time I see it, I only think of HAL nine thousand uh, from two thousand one. Oh no! And every time, I am utterly baffled as to why people willingly put this in their house or outside their house uh, or have anything to do with this thing that looks like HAL nine thousand from two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. What? That is fair. What? Wait. Did you already say what it is? The ring doorbell. The ring doorbells. Okay, that's They're, what I figured. The doorbells with the little cameras on them yeah. that are square, like rectangles, that look like a 2020 <laughs> re-update of the HAL 9000 <laughs> model. We have one, but I don't think that they figured out how to actually be able to use the camera to see mm. anything. So it's basically just a doorbell that rings weird. Or those... Amazon and Google have those microphone speakers that like Alexa or whatever the heck they, they sit in your house and they listen to you all day and people don't have a problem with it. That's the weird bit is that we all were like, Oh yeah. You know how, what if instead of a spaceship where it kills you, what if instead we just put them in our homes at all times? So corporations can know everything that you think you're, like I do not see the but there's a reason the why minuscule like amount of convenience bucks. that like, they provide being worth they're, it. They're cheap as shit, yeah. because they, you know, that they, they make their money off of advertising to you, advertising off to of you, things that you've you know? spoken about, selling yeah. your In uh, audio logs of sex tapes on the dark web. Whatever the hell they do with all the information they collect. I mean, I'm sure Ooh. they do that too, yeah. I don't know. Or going all uh, possessor and just having people listen through your audio logs trying to find the sam- sound of lamps turning oh. on or something. Yeah. Oh, what, man, what I forgot about that. Drapes are they? That was so cool. Yeah. I, there oh, are bits man. every time I think about that movie. Like, there's there's lots of things I actually do remember and take away. And, I feel like, and Sean yeah. Bean, yeah. you know. Y'all were kind of down on that movie I, heading out. I yeah. think I was the only one who was like, no, I like that. That was. I that's thought I good. was the only one who liked it. <laughs> no. You guys were both like, eh. No. I enjoyed it. It just was like not amazing for me at the time, but I should watch it again. And give it another I, I was tempering no, my I, opinion I because y'all seemed that. a bit down on it. That's what so, I've been doing. <laughs> oh, no. I really liked it. Oh, well, yeah, me too. I Y'all seemed a bit down on it, and I'm like, I don't want to get stoned to death by my friends it's in this just cinema. No, yeah, I... I wasn't very tepid. I expected to be, and obviously it was an uncomfortable viewing experience for me because I'm not used to that kind of film and I'm, yeah. I'm sensitive. But but I do think about that film a lot. And I and I figured the reason why was just because I haven't seen as much of that kind of movie as you guys yeah. have, and so that's why I liked it. Maybe. But, well, I, I mean, we'll see. You, your only experience to David Cronenberg movies <laughs> and Brandon Cronenberg movies, yeah. which Maps you know have similar vibes. Possessor. <laughs> Was, uh, yeah, I, I forced you to watch Maps to the Stars, which is <laughs> honestly a very weird place to start. And most people don't like that movie as much as I do. Good times. Do we have things to say about 2001 anymore? No. Uh, There's nothing to say about 2001. Th- it's 
bullshit. Yeah. I, I overrated. It's pretentious garbage. It doesn't uh, mean anything. Art film at the end, the famous like lines bit where all the yeah. lights are coming on the screen was done with a split screen effect, which <gasps> apparently took like ages to do. Wow. Basically, they just had like these rotating huh. like light things. Uh, I Actually, oh. I'm forgetting what it No, it it's wasn't. It was just like light shining through a slipboard. And they had a machine that, like, this track that just moved the camera uh, just insanely precisely to, it was, like, geared and everything, have it move at an exact rate while light shined through, like, a slit in this board. Um, And it took them, like, months to actually, like, get all the footage for the effect. insane. Took ages. That's the really, like, modern video art, you're like, that's cool, but someone did just, like, play around in After Effects for, like, an an afternoon to make that. Whereas, like, just old school video art, they, like, did that all by hand with really weird computer systems and, like, physical film and stuff. And you just, you get a lot. It's, it's a lot more impressive when you watch, like, a Stan Breckeridge movie and you're like, oh, yeah, that is just, like, colors on a thing. But also, he did hand paint every frame of that film. Yeah. Right. You like, know? Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to take away from the artistry that's still present in computer work yeah. like we have now. But like knowing that people created effects like this before that was common is kind of more interesting because it's like they had to invent their own solutions, I guess, Mm -hmm. to a lot of that kind of thing, which is just an added layer of of impressiveness. Of bonkers. Yeah. Like now we, we don't even like have 2d animation pretty much (laughs) you know like we Mm. just have the model and then we just kind of click and drag i mean obviously there's complicated things and there's good and bad 3d animation but it does feel like everything is easier 3d passing is 2d that works sometimes also Mm. true i think i think that's kind of what klaus did but like it looks really Mm -hmm. good so i don't care yeah yeah like (laughs) you can still do some fun stuff with it but it is like, I don't know. It's just different. It, it is different. And, you know, there are some aspects of traditional hand-drawn 2D animation or traditional yeah. effects that it has a character to it that yeah. we haven't been able to find something that, like, adequately makes up for that yeah. in the, in the yeah. newer forms. Well, I wonder if it's just that, like, I'm crotchety and, like, well, <laughs> you know... The old thing or not. Like, I'm always, like, I don't know. I generally want to say that kind of thing, too, and I feel that way. But I also am wondering if that's just my perception of things because I like the other thing more because maybe that's what I grew up with or whatever. You know, you you can like it more, and there are certainly... It's it's just completely different. It's a a different medium that's doing similar things, but it, it... has different aspects and so Mm -hmm. you there are a bunch of things that are like animated or created with modern technology that are absolutely fantastic and really good but they find like other things to do that like add character to the piece that you just need to take the extra time and energy to do that 
or else it just becomes noise. Yeah. Because the the digital look isn't just when you go to the cinema anymore. When you watch a movie, you don't just see things. Now the digital look is everything. Mm-hmm. People spend like a good portion of their day looking at some sort of screen with digital things and it's just everywhere. So it yeah. that that look and that feel is just so mm. banal and so yeah. textureless and so corporate mm. most of the time. Mm. You, you you either like a site and it's real smooth, but it's kind of boring or it's real janky and you're just annoyed the whole time. I think we should get more into Sorry. I think we should get more into visual effects when we get to things like in the mood for love which huh. mm. pl- also plays around with its setting and its time and mm. where it stands visually versus where it feels like it is and I don't know. Yeah, Wonkor Y does really interesting things like uh 2046 yeah the future segments and that the sci-fi segments mm-hmm. aren't like they they are very 2000s video game mm-hmm. feeling but also <laughs> not they they have like a character to them yeah that's really interesting yeah he does something very interesting because he's he's able to take effects or shots or costumes or, or whatever it is that doesn't look very convincing and, and use that as character huh. in, in yeah. a way that, that doesn't make, you know, budget constraints or, or whatever feel like a negative. Mm. It, it enhances the movie. It makes it stand out more and it, it really does add mm. something I think thematically to but we'll get to that. Yeah. But what we can say is that this movie that we are talking about, 2001, very good effects and and just a lot of... Honestly, it's probably not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. Clearly isn't everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. I don't know that I understand it. I don't know if anybody claims <laughs> to understand it, but, but I think there's a lot of yeah. really interesting things that make it worth a watch anyway, i don't think for you, most people you need to understand it to yeah. you know get it yeah you know mm-hmm. you can just get on the vibes yeah you like this movie kind of flopped at first but grew a second life as one of those uh <laughs> movies that they'd screen while incredibly high <laughs> and like just enjoy the enjoy the energy of which i think it just works really well for that mm-hmm. yeah for sure. I heard some I was watching a video yesterday and someone talking about like the difference between like traditional narrative structures and more like experiential mm. pieces and I think this probably falls more into the latter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz there's if you look at it as a whole thing there's like there's kind of thematic threads like we talked about but like there's not like established characters that you follow through the whole thing and there's like Mm -hmm. a clear arc or like there's nothing like that but there's just kind of smaller things and obviously just a really striking visual presentation to the Mm -hmm. whole thing so yeah 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 I don't know so big monkey next time we watch 2010 (laughs) (laughs) 
It's nice got one. the John Lithgow in it. It's got uh, and, uh, fucking John Ford. I have been morbidly curious it's got about Henry what the heck that movie Selleck is. I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, like I I looked at the reviews for it. It has like a three point one average on Letterboxd, and people were like, Could "If you worse. ignore the fact that this is a follow up to one of the greatest movies of all time, it's actually kind of okay." <laughs> like, all right, yeah, I might check it out just out of curiosity. That's how I feel about the Cloverfield Paradox. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of okay. I, I guess so. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. do you I just know, like Chris O'Dowd? Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Because I'm like, yeah, I was cons- half considering watching that movie. So I like some of the cast. I, I, I like it, that they stuck Elizabeth Debicki in a wall. <laughs> yeah, they do some. There's, there's some <laughs> that fun was things. rad. It's more just one of those movies that you sit and you just you just envelop. You just have a fun. You just have a time. It's fine. And it's not, you know, as good as Cruella. Uh, yeah, Cruella well, I mean, does not kill dogs. Everyone needs to know she doesn't kill dogs. Uh, the, the thing is that the point of the movie is that she it's, doesn't. It's kill a dogs. Me- maleficent thing <laughs> where you're like, oh no, actually, the villain of the old Disney movie was blatantly the hero. Da da, and it was a mischaracterization by, like, yeah. it, it's, it's one of those. I mean, the weird thing is that she keeps the dogs. Yeah, and they become friends. They're friends. And then there is that one moment where she wears the like where she wears the um, Dalmatian, the 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 Dalmatian print coat and everyone thinks she killed the dogs. And that's why everyone's like, she killed the dogs. But no, she kept the dogs. They're all friends. Yeah. And then the puppies she like gives to people like Uh, she, she gives the dogs that they have in the 101 Dalmatians movie that. You know, get get married. Yeah, and have the hundred and one babies. Uh-huh. She gives them those dogs. <laughs> yeah, at the end, and then and then the guy turns around and writes the Cruella Deville song. It, it's it's, like, it's a weird stinger. Why? Weird. She's being nice. She gave you a it's dog. So, it's so that's the thing though. It's weird and extra, and it just doesn't care. And it's, it's a fun, fun time. Yeah. Also, the guy is, is Nandor the Relentless oh. from what we do in the oh show. Oh my nice. goodness, the cast. <laughs> it's that's just awesome. a like it's it's the most like weird BBC cast. Like <laughs> yeah, people from W one A and cool all this other stuff. So. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. It's worth I'll watch it at some point. Also, the costumes are good. Costumes are really good. I haven't been watching a lot of movies lately. I haven't watched anything besides 2001 since last week. So my list Sounds looks like the you. same. Well, to be fair, you are incredibly busy. I <laughs> sure am. <laughs> I just spend my free time on video games. Which, huh? I, w- I wonder... Wonder what you've been playing. Uh, not any one specific thing. Oh, I played okay. lots more Knockout City last night. It's so fun! I haven't been watching as much movies either. I mean, uh, I haven't. I got really hooked on a Netflix docu series about Scientology. Have you seen the bit of these like dudes on YouTube who like I think they like spoofed their way into like some Scientology places and filmed the whole thing and it's so huh. weird and it's very just candid and odd. 
I don't know if that would be interesting. I watched like two episodes of it. They're like 10 minutes. On that note, have you seen (laughs) that channel of those guys that like go to Africa and they they like move there and they live there in in, um, Namibia and like kind of on the coast near um, South Africa and they go out onto the beach with nets and they catch seals that have um, like <laughs> plastic yeah. and, and like fishing line that gets caught on them and they like catch the seals and they grab them by their flippers and then they like cut off the like, trash. I'm very, what? Have you seen that? No, I definitely haven't. That's not the sort of thing I, I would just watch. Am I, is that just your relaxing content that you're yes. binging at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just helping animals out of it's really nice. They just, yeah, they just they just help the animals. You're looking for a quote, right, Hunter? No, I'm looking at the Scientology videos, but I will do that after. Okay. Mm. So we have to wait to end the podcast because Hunter wants to do something else. Uh, <laughs> and so the podcast ends not with a bang, but with a whimper. <laughs> so this is how Liberty dies. With thunderous applause. <laughs> what was that from? Revenge of the Sith. Oh, <laughs> what was what Do was you that? Not think about Starbucks. What was that dumb YouTube video? <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was some like dumb YouTube meme video of I think a bit from Revenge of the Sith of like Anakin and Obi Wan talking in the, the hallway somewhere and he's like something about a war and they edit it so he's like the star war it <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> sounds great it's funny. Yeah, uh, it's but that's just a war uh, a star war i don't care about star I, wars which I, immediately puts me at odds with everyone else on the podcast that's nah, okay it's fine <laughs> I made Hunter care about Star Wars. He hated Star Wars I when I not. first met him. I he have was always like, been he like... He was like, I like, um, excuse me, I like Star Trek. And, no! I, and I like Transform. <laughs> and, and I like Bonk. I, and I was like, uh, how about Strong Quark? How about Strong Quart? And I changed strong his mind. Strong Quart? He like, he, now he likes Strong Quart. As well as Harry Potter. Straw Ross. Straw Ross. <laughs> he like he like Hogwarts shirt, sure, but he also I, likes Strawquart. Very little of the above is true. Um <laughs> I have always been a decently invested That's Star Wars fan, so just false. not nearly as much as you because I wasn't disgusting. reading slash listening to He's every novel. To Don't listen. I to read him. a lot of comics. He's I've played He's games. You. I he had he hadn't done any of that. I played shit. Lego Star Wars when I played, played Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars to yeah. death. That was a fun time. I things and that's Stuff. all. I, mean, I played uh, Star Wars Dark Forces <gasps> on the PlayStation One. I tried to play that game as an adult. So I you guys are no, you guys are wrong. It's not a good game. I'm gonna cut you off here. Because I don't like you just blatantly lying to our audience. Um, if we could you pull up me. a quote to finish off Let this podcast, and then you fuckers can get out of my house. Me see what I can do. 
saying this you. on a couch you do not own. I'm not even on a couch. You're on a sofa chair. I don't know what to call those things. It's a chair. It's a thing. It's a chair that looks like a sofa. But it's so a People chair. call them recliners, but I've seen some of them that don't recline. Wait, so so what reclines. do you call them? This one reclines. Oh, wait. Well, no, that one does fuck. recline. So it would oh. be a recliner. Bruce Willis says, I watch 2001 A Space Odyssey every time it's on. I made the kids watch it every time, too. And now they just love watching it. It's kind of fucked Bruce up. Bruce Willis is the most uninteresting <laughs> huh. person. Stanley Kubrick's great, and Blade Runner is one of my top three science fiction films. A lot of it has come true. Wait, wait. Did he say... That's so random. Blade Runner? Uh, Stanley know, Kubrick into Blade Runner? That kind of implies Kubrick's he Blade thinks Runner? that Stanley Kubrick did Blade Runner. I guess. Stanley Kubrick's great, and Blade Runner is one of my top... Three science fiction. Mm, it, yeah. it really seems to imply That's that. Very, I just looked. We up. will be covering Blade Runner. I just I have, not Stanley Cooper. I just I searched two thousand one Space Odyssey quotes, and I just for some reason went to images, which doesn't <laughs> yeah. help me. But no, that's, that's one of them that's there. Yeah. Uh, every time, every time we end this podcast, we make sure that you know that you should not follow us on any social media platforms. Don't go to movieoverloadpod.com and find links to all of our social medias. Don't, Don't find us, us on, Patreon. on Patreon where we are definitely not supported by a lovely Silas. We are not, actually. So wow. you're correct. It's okay. Yeah. I found a really bad meme about this movie. Silas left us like everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. And as they say here, the uh-huh. podcast, Hunter, uh-huh. say words. Say the quote. Oh, Hunter. I, uh, My God. Hey, I'm so me. sorry for your insanity today tomorrow. <laughs> this fucking kid. What a uh, the, the thing. Is there is there a piece of advice that we have from the movie? A uh, p- piece of advice from the just, movie. Oh, that's new. Uh, don't get a ring doorbell. Yeah, They're creepy, sure. and they unsettle me personally, and that means that you shouldn't have one. Um, um, never leave home without your Velcro socks. Yeah. Yeah. Sponsored by Pan Am. <laughs> we are corporate shells. Uh, we should have a sponsor from a company that doesn't exist anymore every oh, time. Yes. We're going to have... Lehman Brothers sponsor the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Ooh, if we wait a few more months, we might might, might be able to get Trump Enterprises to sponsor oh, us. Man, <laughs> one of the quotes on here is I heard Five Guys might be joining our uh, podcast team soon. <laughs> Ooh, Jeez. um, one of the quotes. Would you on like their fries though? Is uh, Floyd Floyd saying just deliberately buried? Huh? And I forgot. That saying the monolith was deliberately buried on the moon is one of the most fascinating, like, weird bits of exposition in this movie that yeah. they just kind of gloss over. How like, do they? They don't explain anything about the monolith, and that's fine. But well, like, yeah, because we know nothing <gasps> about the monolith. But like, just that thought is just like. Well, we had the monolith get deliberately yeah. buried in Utah, and then <laughs> there was another one. No. Right? That happened. And where was the other one? There were a few of them. They planted a bunch of them all over. There the were place. monoliths everywhere last year. Definitely not just made by people. And they were. They <laughs> couldn't figure out how they created the one in Utah. <laughs> yeah, it's. 
Yeah. It's got to be the aliens. Yeah. Aliens. Who saw 2001 A Space Odyssey and it's like, oh, that's real cool. You know what we, we can need do, to do that. Fuck up, like just really fuck with the minds of just like a few dudes on weed who happen to check Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, that's what we do. <gasps> Here you go. This one's cute. Cool. I'm putting myself to the fullest possible use, which is all I think that any conscious entity can ever hope to do. Ooh. And then you died. Nice. Or not, because apparently the synopsis of 2010 says that they like reestablish contact with Hal. So Why? I guess he's okay. Why, Dave? That specific Hal? That's it. Yeah, okay. apparently. Okay. Apparently he's still just like hanging out like around Jupiter. And they got it, huh. and they go like say hi. Yeah. So um, and he says, "Hello, it's me." It's they me. throw in a I bunch have... of Howl fan service. <laughs> it's me. I'm a <laughs> Um, also talking about this movie last night with Keely, she reminded me of a a funny little comic thing on on Tumblr, of of like Howl seeing him drawing and being like, uh. Oh, which have you drawn? Like, oh, it's it's all three of us. It's <laughs> it's you two guys and me. And he's like, do you think you could draw me a little differently? <laughs> Maybe as like a, a a strong hunky man with swords. <laughs> and he does. And it's it's really. Cool. I might link that. In well, uh, anyway, cool. Anyway, nice note to end on. <laughs> uh, bye, uh, bye. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. We'll we'll barking. leave you with. Barking. Barking. Puppy. Bark, bark. Thank you. Next week, Harold and Maud. Yay. Unless I got that wrong. Yep, yep that's it. Chill. Harold and Maud. Goodbye. that I don't like rewatching movies that close to each other. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. Corella, fine. Corella exists. Cool. Corella feel like three hour, but is really just two. Yeah. That's good, I guess. It does. It, it kind of does a 2001 where it has a lot of movies stapled on before the mm. actual like movie, which is just like a heist movie around this fashion show. Mm. Uh, and then it just keeps... Evolving weirdly. If Devil Wears Prada was like a heist right. movie, I yeah. think Devil, uh, the screenwriter of Devil Wears Prada, was the screenwriter for Cruella. Uh, really? There you go. Yeah, I think I did hear some comparison between yeah. the two. It works, and and I'm, and it's it's a different role than I've seen Emma Thompson do in the past, and she yeah. has a lot of screen time, and nice. she's very very good. Yeah. she's really good in it. Nice. So. It's honestly weird to think that she's the same person who was the the writer character in Stranger Than Fiction. Like, there's oh, yeah. just no similarity. She does have a lot of diversity. It seems. Mm-hmm. What she didn't she write like every Jane Austen adapted screenplay? She, well, she <laughs> last two decades. She won uh, an Oscar, I think, for the Sense and Sensibility one that she did. Oh That's, yeah, the, the, the uh, Ang Lee film, which right? is good. Yeah. It was really good. Interesting. That's the one I've seen. It was a fun time. I think she's in it. I didn't know she wrote it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. She's in a lot of them. Right. Yeah, and then she was 
is she, was or is married to that guy that I don't really like generally, Kenneth Branagh. Oh. Oh. oh was I she? don't know who you're referring yeah. to. Kenneth no, Kenneth Branagh, the guy who did the Artemis Fowl oh, movie. <laughs> and also some Shakespeare movies back in the 90s that no one cares about anymore. Yeah. I mean, mostly Artemis Fowl and Thor are what he's known for now. Yeah. Although and everyone Cinderella. forgets he did Thor. Not people like oh, yeah. oh, that's right. I, I still haven't seen that because I can't be arsed. Um, she has it's not been married to okay. Kenneth Branagh since 1995. Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I respect her for that. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't think I would want to be married to Kenneth Branagh for, you know, past 1995 either. <laughs> I think maybe that that's where all of his artistic cred went. Like, it was really just that he was married to Emma Thompson that he seemed like he was a good director. Yeah. And then I don't think he's done anything. He's just sucking off her talent. Yeah. And then she moved on and won an Oscar. And what did he do? He made Artemis Fowl. <laughs> That's right. This they is also, a I guess hate podcast. I've heard that uh, the Murder on the Orient Express remake was fine. It was fine. It yeah. was also annoying. And also his performance was just as overdramatic <sighs> and boring and just reinvents the character in a way that you don't ever want to have to think about or see again. It's not fun. It upset me. And I also don't think that, like, I don't know. Some of the casting was weird. Like, some of it was fine. But, like, I don't think that Josh Gad made too much sense in his role. And Josh know. Gad never makes sense in any of his roles. It's true. He wasn't a good Mulch Diggins either. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will say, as someone who has no connection to the Poro character, the Poirot character, or Poirot. or that story in general having never experienced it in any way before, I thought it was also fine. I probably thought it was just a fine, decent, enjoyable time, but without the frustrations of adaptation hmm. from better versions of things. Mm. Like, I just hadn't, yeah. I didn't yeah. have any of that I still baggage. really so need like, to see It's all good, I guess. Poirot is just <laughs> such a good character. Yeah. And Kenneth Branagh's bullshit, weird, like... <laughs> Susie and mustache looking motherfucker is not it. Well, and I have just, I haven't seen either version, but I just instinctively know that the Sidney Lumet version from the 20th century is better than a oh, Kenneth Branagh version from the 21st. I like, I, I like the books, obviously. I've read it, mm-hmm. I don't know, however many of them. Um, and I think that the, the Poirot show miniseries thingamajig mm. is really good. There are lots of good versions of Poirot. Yeah. I know there are a few uh, things like the <laughs> Amazon did like five series based off of Agatha Christie novels wow. and a couple of them had Poirot. I think John Malkovich was Poirot in one of them. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And I, mm. from what I understand, he was also a better Poirot. Interesting. But because but it's, ah, it's just that kind of thing of like Knives Out is really good but as far as the like the structure and, and writing of its its actual mystery and story and characters arguably it's it's maybe on par maybe a little bit less interesting than like the best Agatha Christie books yet there's no comparison between Knives Out and the Murder on the Orient Express book because Brana just does it in the blandest <laughs> life most lifeless way like there's some interesting shots in the movie kind of i don't know they just feel out of place i so 
some people seem to like that style. Like, I, I need to figure out exactly how to appreciate Ryan Coogler movies mm. because, like, I really want to because it's what he's doing is interesting and he does, like, some nice character work. But the camera work in it, like, like Black Panther, the production design was really interesting. Costuming, like, everything was, was interesting. But how it was shot, just, I... <sighs> Maybe it's just that it's a Disney thing. I don't know. Man. Marvel doesn't care mm. about shooting things interesting, which is what you see with the Eternals trailer. Yeah. Like I, I don't want to keep harping on that thing, but it's like yeah. there was a few shots in there where it looks like that. it's yeah. it's Chloe Zhao, and then the rest of it is not. Like it's just absolutely, yeah. it's just they're not even hiding the fact that they just got somebody else in to do everything else. Well, and what I was noticing watching two thousand one was that like it has it's old and you can tell it's old but somehow all of the spacecraft are far more convincing than like any modern spacecraft where we have so much mm -hmm. more technology mm -hmm. but it's all in the lighting like yeah, yeah. they light the 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 spaceships now so flatly yeah. it's so flat and it looks so artificial even mm -hmm. in like interstellar and stuff like yeah. that where it's like hmm. no it's, it's it's good but it just it it doesn't have any like you're not gonna remember it yeah it's it's really interesting later it's I not visually like striking though captain marvel or like that big ship in guardians of the galaxy you just compare those ships like if you just did a side-by-side -side comparison with like just that little like pod spinning around in 2001. <laughs> it's yeah. like there's no comparison on a visual level. And it's funny because one of those came out in 68. <laughs> and the other one came yeah. out in 2012. And one of them had like, what, a $200 million budget? And it's not even you know? like they are, oh, CGI is inherently bad because... I've seen animations that have been done by independent creators and like Blender and stuff yeah. that are able to totally like pull off uh, organic, like tactile environments. And it's just you have to have like an artistic bone in your body in yeah. addition to a technical bone. It, it just body. everything just looks the same. It's so boring. All the time. And so nothing stands out and everything seems fake and artificial because, yeah, it's technically competent but it's disgustingly bland. Yeah, I can't think of any, like, uh, I don't know, like, yeah, weird sci-fi ship designs lately that aren't just, yeah, just very bland. And I'm trying to remember ones that even we're referencing now, and I'm just like, everything just feels like it's background noise. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's striking. It doesn't stand out visually. It's just kind of there. I wonder if that started with, like, it's like eh. I don't know things like independence day um, or or even a bit later i don't know like the, there's there's just some really like or even transformers like michael bay stuff mm -hmm. where it just did all of a sudden cg is like it's it's no longer exactly going for realism it's just trying to get by because there's lots of intricate moving parts and you there's nothing to yeah really actually latch I, your eyes on i actually did the 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 Bayformer transformer designs did kind of cross my mind in that point because they are very like 
complex, but I think they're super ugly. They're like, ugly as the half-baked Transformer fan that the, I am. And they don't I'm like. They don't yeah. look fun. There's like, but they're there's, just really noisy. They're like, oh, that's we'll all them. it is, and that's how yeah, all it's everything noise. that we're talking about yeah. really yeah. feels. Is it's, it's just a bunch of noise. Yeah. The one time, the one shot that I have in my head that feels different is that very. Uh, sure. The one shot I have in my head of a ship recently that doesn't look like that is predictably from The Last Jedi. Mm. Mm. Those mm. exterior shots of, yeah. of somebody in a cockpit of an X-Wing, but like from outside of the ship. Yeah. Mm. And you see like oh, an explosion happen across the, the <laughs> yeah, viewport. That's like, true. There's some bits where on, I think Poe generally in mm. that first scene. Yep. Not my totally. favorite scene, scene in the movie. It definitely has some of its I like it. own bad ship design. Mm. Um, like I, I think sure. that, that, whatever the dreadnought is is pretty much exactly what we're talking about in terms of noise however penis spaceship penis spaceship <laughs> just like but those shots of, of poe is like yeah. are they they don't feel like that yeah like there's some amount of like well you get the energy to tactile it yeah like it, it feels a little bit more believable and, and real and not yeah. like it's just something that's been invented but again that's because I mean, they're they're doing that practically for the most part. Like True. that shot in particular mm-hmm. has to be done practically. Yeah. yeah, very biased, but I agree with you. It's it's the opposite of Captain Marvel flying through a spaceship or four or five spaceships in a row. Isn't yeah. that what she does in Endgame? And it's just absolutely boring. Like yeah. that's her whole shtick is, yeah. I I fly through spaceships. I don't get her character. I don't think okay. they actually figured out their character before making two movies with her in it. So they really didn't. No, I, I, I think you that's could. why she was barely in both of them. It's fine. Well, they just one don't of them. Care. I don't know. Yeah, she was only in. Was she even in Infinity War? No, she wasn't. Right? No, she was just. In that she was the, the ending of the movie. Scene. Was like, oh, yeah. yeah, he sends uh, a little message to her. Oh, that's you right. know, with yeah, the and then the movie. Well, I don't even think they had a character out. figured out in her solo movie. No, no. They, it, it was really half baked, and they had no yeah. idea what they were wanting to do with her. And Brie Larson was just up there being like, "I guess I'm a person." She's like, mm-hmm. "I'll, I'll try to have. I don't know. Maybe I'll be like just kind of generally sarcastic in no particular <laughs> direction." I know <laughs> people just like that little movie, bit snarky. Like, just make her spunky. That's like what them? the kids want. Yeah. I'll just kind okay. of be grumpy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's my. That's, I'm gonna that's wear a nine-inch nails I'm t-shirt because it's the yeah. 1990s. Yeah, that movie just. It actually did have potential. It didn't have to be boring. I know some people like it. I think it's just yeah. really boring. Yeah, I. We went to go see another movie when we went to go see yeah, it. Yeah, was that the day that we saw Did we yeah. see Captain Marvel and Alita? Yeah, we watched day, Captain Marvel and we were like, we went to go see the wrong thing. Let's just let's just double feature this yeah, and went straight into Alita and had a better time. Yeah. yeah. I am an uh, Alita Battle Angel liker. Yeah. I, I do think that there's a <laughs> lot of what we were talking about with noise mm. in that movie. Mm. Yeah. But there are also some bits that, explicitly don't have the same kind of noise mm. yes. from a visual point. Agre- so it, it, 
that's why that movie in my head is like, there's bits of it I like, yeah. and then there's just a lot of just scribbling everywhere. Yeah, in I, my head. I think this the parts that are supposed to stand out do, and then there's a bunch of other Most kind of, of like random side I don't like characters that are disposable trash. Yeah, they're like all just kind of like whatever. Characters. I think Alita looks interesting. Yeah. Her like mechanical body things like always look very striking I think but then yeah if I think about like the weird <laughs> the the rollerball scene that's not rollerball yeah <laughs> like all the like other dudes in that track are just kind of trash and they all get torn apart like trash and that's okay so, yeah it, I don't know it's yeah. I think it probably could have been more memorable for me but I, I still and think that there's a decent amount too. of like heart to it yes yeah I like the movie. It felt like they did try to go for some aesthetic takes, even if some of them very much didn't work. Some of them did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was adapting among us. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, why you do that anyway. Um, I really can't wait to just have my life ruined by J.J. Abrams making your name. (sighs) What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's making a Hunter movie? He's making your name. What is your name? What? The, the well, it gained most of Makoto its Shinkai. Western popularity as the as an anime film that I have oh. not seen. It's well, I, I don't apparently. think it's I it, oh I is think it's a the, movie first actually, isn't uh, it? Because I have no idea. Is that okay. the body swap movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Oh, it's really good. Wait, why is he doing a live action? Re- yes. <sighs> Fuck apparently, off! Why yeah. the hell would you ever do that? I don't. Like, the movie does, it needs literally nothing. No. That no. movie is perfectly like, fine. There are live-action uh, remakes of anime, like, series, and I'm like, I, I kind of get that. I guess it's just the thing. None of them are good, death but, you know, it's there. <laughs> but then you have an actual movie, and it's like, no, I'm going to remake... Okay, this this is going out there, but you know, mm-hmm. Spirited Away in live action, yeah, uh, and it's going to be directed like by that. Peter Jackson. <laughs> and now, all American actors, all American yeah, actors. Right. You're just like, why the fuck would you do that? You know, everybody right, wants to see that, but they, but it's going to be better. Trust me, because we'll like get Justin Timberlake to be in it. It's just going to be more will boring. Pay money to see it, and they will. Yeah, make it a musical too while you're at it. (laughs) That would at least be something. Like if they made it a musical, I'd be like, oh, at least they're doing something with it. Jukebox musical. (laughs) Yeah, no, it would suck. But you know, you're like, at least imagine Spirited Away as a jukebox jukebox musical starring. uh, I don't, I don't know, Elsie Fisher as some. (sighs) It would suck. And, and, uh, Please don't. And they do get John Ratzenberger to play like every side character. Man. Still. Um. Roasted newt. <laughs> Just give me a nibble. Just maybe a tail. I uh, like that film. Still. Yeah. It good. Movies. We were talking movie. about the right movie for a second. Yeah, but we didn't do. Well, we didn't do we the didn't intro, in, so we introduced hey, ourselves. Well, so I feel hey, like this is a bit I, at the end. Maybe I don't know. I've. I mean, one of the podcasts I listen to does like the main body of their podcast, like 
at first and then does the intro at the records the intro at the end and edits it into the beginning okay so that they can be like wow this is what we talked about well if you if you want to do that <laughs> we can we could we could do it in we can now. try doing that we aren't even i don't know right okay now. yeah we all got a full so we're doing sleep. a little clip yeah. of like what's this is what we're gonna like we're gonna be talking about this movie today and all that too we could okay if you want, we no. could e- we could even wait until Don't the end. we could just it. go all the way and just do it at the end. So I will introduce, <laughs> or we could just do it. I now. will introduce myself and yeah. and be like, these are my co-hosts, and then you guys will sound off, Ooh. blank okay. and blank, and you'll be like, good morning, oh. good evening. Oh. <laughs> You know, morning, and in case I don't see you, good I, afternoon, yeah, good evening, that's and good night. What I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um, a movie. Uh, I'm trying to remember what that's from. <gasps> Truman Show. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Um, it's been a very long time since I remember. It's been a while since I've seen it too. Indeed. Fun memories. <laughs>